Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to E-Ticket to Broadway, where Broadway meets Main Street. <laughs> Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. <laughs> Thank you for choosing to listen to this episode of E-Ticket to Broadway, where the stars of Broadway come out to tell you whether or not they enjoy the Enchanted Tiki Room. Now is a great time to be sure you're following the podcast on Instagram so you can see photos of our guests at the park, play games, and answer trivia, and submit questions for future episodes. It's a way to keep that e-ticket to Broadway magic alive between episodes. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts and becoming a member of our Patreon. In addition to helping yours truly create more episodes, you are helping to grow Gilana's Fund. Gilana's Fund was created in 2007, shortly after my older sister Gilana passed away. And this fund honors her legacy by helping organizations across the country whose missions align with the fund's core values, inclusion, justice, and acceptance. There are many different levels of giving and fun perks at each level. Check out www.eticketpodcast.com today to sign up. On this episode, I'm joined by an incredible guest. She's been seen on Broadway in It Should Have Been You, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, 9 to 5, South Pacific, Escape to Margaritaville, and the 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Put on your mouse ears and get ready for Lisa Howard. Lisa, thank you so much for joining me on E-Ticket to Broadway. I love that you love the Disney parks so much. Are you ready to chat about just how much you love them? I was born ready. You were born ready. I imagine my surprise when I saw the Lisa Howard following the account on Instagram and I, I DM'd you and I said, do you, do you like the parks? You know, here you are now. I guess it was a yes. It's a definite yes. So Lisa, you have one of my favorite voices on all of Broadway. Are there any Disney songs that you love to sing? Um, I mean, of course. <laughs> like where do I start? Um, one of the songs I used to sing to my kids when I was putting them to bed was When You Wish Upon a Star. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's like the iconic Disney park song too. Yeah. Would you ever consider doing a Disney album? Oh, 
Ooh. Ooh, that'd be good. I would kind of love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to speak on behalf of all of the listeners. Please do that. I, I think it would be so great. I'll get you into it to see what songs people want to hear. That's right. And there's a, you know, there's a dream that I released an album of all the e-ticket to Broadway guests recording their favorite Disney song. So, you know, well, maybe that will happen too. Yeah, I think so. We can, with all this technology, we can make that happen, can't we? We can do it. Lisa, let's go back in time. Did you grow up loving the Disney movies? Um, sure. But, you know, that was back in the day before you could just press on demand and watch like anything. That's right. <laughs> that you wanted. That was well before Disney Plus. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, of course, you know, I, I, uh, I went, my first time going to the parks was when I was nine, but you know, of course I had seen Mickey cartoons and, and whenever they would occasionally release certain Disney movies, you know, I got to see those too, but it's not like I had a whole library of them. Right. And when, you know, when I was a kid too, it was like, it would go back in the vault. And if you didn't buy that VHS, good luck. I mean, that was it. Bye. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) So when did you first go to the parks? I was nine and we took a big family trip, drove, drove from Ohio down to Orlando and I I think our whole trip was like two weeks long but you know half of that was driving and then we had other places in Florida and visited some family and stuff but um we had it was a really nice chunk of time and I uh yeah I was nine I think it was a a great age because some kids you know you go a lot earlier but I was old enough that I can actually remember that first trip, you know, cause when you go, when you're two or three or four years old, you, you don't remember it, you know? Uh, but I most definitely remember that first trip. Do you have any memories of like a ride that you went on or a character interaction? Oh yeah. Um, I can, I totally remember being scared out of my mind in the haunted house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I also remember, um, doing space mountain, Thunder, big thunder mountain. Um, I remember making my dad ride in the car with me when we did the Tomorrowland speedway. I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> I made him go in the car with me. Um, I definitely remember Epcot. I thought that was very cool at nine you know i loved walking around the different countries um but that was it when i was when you know when i was nine there was i feel like just magic kingdom and epcot and we went to um like one of the water parks i don't remember the name of the water park but and i remember we went to the the luau at the polynesian and had the dinner and watched them twirl the fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're proving that if you go at nine years old, you do remember a lot of your first visit. That's oh, really cool. Totally do. Yeah. And as a kid, did you feel like, wow, I think I like this more than other nine-year-olds. I really like this. Did you, <laughs> did you feel that? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, because really what kid doesn't go in there and just love it? You know, I don't true, think I had an, an obsession with it or anything. <laughs> but sometimes those kids grow up and they start a podcast about how much they love it. <laughs> you know, like they grow up. And so, I mean, an extraordinary uh, love. 
Right. But then, you know, what's so cool is now you can go back and bring your kids there. What, what's that been like? Oh, I love, I've, I've thoroughly loved it. We've gotten the opportunity to go um, twice now, actually three times, three times now, because we did spend one day at Disneyland um, when I was out in La Jolla doing um, Escape to Margaritaville. So my kids were out with me and, you know, we drove up to Anaheim and uh, <laughs> went to the park for the day. Was that your first time going to Disneyland? No, I had been um, years prior when I was on tour, but uh, I hadn't been back in a quite a long time. But that was, you know, my first time taking the kids there. But I had been one other time. And I mean, I feel like is Disney World, you prefer that over Disneyland? Well, only because I've been to it numerous times, you know, and, and it is big. It's bigger. It is big. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, so I can't really say if I prefer it. I just know it better. What about the international parks? Have you been able to go to any of those? No, I wish. No, I have not had that pleasure. One day, one day. One day Do you feel like your your kids are, as they grow up, are they finding that they love it very much? Is it becoming kind of your family thing to do? Um, well, I know they loved it and they were excited to go back when we went the second time and then the third time, you know, uh, they're excited because as they grow, they can go on more rides. Right. (laughs) I get to go on this, this time, you know, because I'm bigger, (laughs) Um, you know, and that they definitely loved it. And they're two boys. So of course they love all the star Wars stuff and, you know, stuff like that. Um, But yeah, we're all looking forward to going back whenever, at at some point. (laughs) Do you have a favorite ride? I think so. I think I love Splash Mountain. Okay. (laughs) That, that's brave. Long, I mean, it's such a long ride. You know how some are over too fast, and that one feels like it goes on forever, and it has all these different scenes, and you get wet, and it's like it's. Just, <laughs> I just love that ride. It's a journey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a long time to go on it the first time, and I remember how shocked I was that there were more um, drops than just yeah. the one. Yeah, and then. And I thought, you know, the final drop, it w- that would be it. But it was like, you drop, and then there's still part of the ride. It's, you're right. It's, it's a longer ride. It's a longer ride. I mean, it is one of the, like, older, more classic rides. It's not the the best known story. But, you know, I mean, are there other more thrilling rides? Sure. And I also love Tower of Terror. But that's a completely different thing, you know. It is. But I'm <laughs> hearing that you like thrill rides. You're oh, cool yeah. with those. Oh, yeah, you love definitely. Them. You ever find yourself just screaming at the top of your lungs and thinking like, I'm having a great time? Or are you screaming and sometimes being like, I'm actually scared? No, no. It's always I'm having a great time. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I'm the, other, I'm the other way on Tower of Terror. I'm actually terrified. <laughs> it's something, something changed. Are your kids old enough to go on Tower of Terror with you? Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they totally went. And do you always do any like traditions for the on-ride photo? 
No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Just hold on. Just hold on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's see how goofy your face looks. <laughs> That's right. And not, not let's be specific, not like Goofy the character, but like no, just Goofy. No, no. Just like <laughs> we have to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> so Lisa, say we're creating your perfect day at Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. What are a few things on that itinerary? It can be anything from attractions to go on or restaurants or interactions. What would be on that itinerary? I've actually had this kind of a day. It's those magical days and not every day is like this. And some days, you know, you go and, oh, you just caught the tail end of a show, rats, you know, but there are some days when you're in the park when it's like the the stars align and all your fast passes line up perfectly. And as soon as you come off of a ride, all of a sudden you've magically walked into one of those street performances that just happened to start right when you're getting off that ride and you're right there. And one of the characters comes and asks you to join in, you know, like, um, and, and then just everything lines up or like, we we had a day like this where we had our fast passes and one of the rides broke down. I think it was Splash Mountain. And of course I was sad because that's my favorite ride. And so on our way to you, you know, you get to choose another fast pass. And then, so we had already chosen, okay, well let's go on Big Thunder Mountain. It's right there. And then all of a sudden you're walking past the ride and they just click the sign that the ride's back open and there's no one in line and you get to do both. In like a you know a span of ten minutes, you know things like little magical moments like that <laughs> in the park that you know you just luck out and you get to do all the rides that you you know planned and you get in for all the shows and you know sometimes you'll be walking and the country bear jamboree characters all come out then all of a sudden do a show right there and you're you're in the middle of it you know those days and i we've had those days and you're just like this is amazing you know um when all the all the stars align i totally hear that i i love that because again something that makes the disney parks so great it it's not just the rides right it's it is those you know character sightings uh right and it's those Magical moments, as you said. It is. Like, we were at Epcot, and, you know, the snacks are pricey. We're we're getting a ginormous pretzel from the stand in Germany. And, you know, it's huge. The, these pretzels are the size of my kids' faces, right? Like, bigger than their heads. And they're fighting because they're fighting over who gets the pretzel. I'm like, guys, you can share the pretzel. You know, and they're arguing and yelling back and forth. And the girl behind the counter, um, oh, says, here's one for you. And here's one for you. And makes all the yelling go away. Like, they, the, the cast members have the power to do that they can just choose and she just gave it to us you know and i was like bless your heart (laughs) yes yes it's true those cast members truly make the magic yeah yeah you know i i was lucky enough to to be a cast member in disneyland uh about two months in college i i you know always loved disneyland and it was the 50th anniversary back in 2005 and and I, you know, it wasn't the college program in California. I just kind of got a job and flew myself out there. And as part of the training, they really do talk about how cast members can 
turn an experience around totally. and that it's our job to, you know, make sure that everyone's having a great time. It, it's, it's magical. It's really great. It is because a lot of times in, I guess you want to say customer service, boy, you go to someone with a problem and they come back at you with a, an eye roll or a tisk or a not helpful at all information. And then it just makes the situation worse. Right. But at Disney, someone is genuinely there and they're going to try their best to help you whether they do or That's not, right. but you know, they're going to really try. Um, and I think that makes all the difference in the world. Lisa, what do you think makes the Disney parks such a magical place to go to? Mm, Something that for me personally, that makes them magical is the attention to detail. Because sure, there are other parks that have fancy rides and cool kind of interactive things. But with Disney, it's the story behind everything, even the gardens and the plants along the the way. You know, like walking and 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 um, the little gardens that that are along the paths. And when you're waiting for a ride, it's a story within a story before the ride. You know, um, so that you're not just standing in a queue. <laughs> There's usually things to to look at and to do and to be a part of while you're having to you know wait. And the parks are so clean. They take, yes. you know, care in maintaining and cleaning um, and making each little thing immersive, whether you're in a different country in Africa or I mean, in um, like Animal Kingdom, if you go into that certain area or certain country, boy, you are immersed. It's not just the ride. It's like the whole experience that goes along with it, you know, so you really get to feel like you went there. You know, so much of my love of theatricality comes from Disneyland, which, of course, is why we love, I think, musical theater and theater and Broadway. There's there's a lot of overlap between the Disney parks and a, you know, and a show. Hmm. Yeah. Which is really nice. It's yeah, the same kind of storytelling and escapism. And, you know, just like most shows, I think a lot of Disney movies and rides, there's a journey and something to learn. You know, I think... There's a reason why the Broadway community and the Disney fandom overlap so much. I never quite thought of it that way, but you're totally right. Like, uh, you know, the piano, the piano player who plays at Casey's Corner. Mm-hmm. Um, we were there, I think, having some lunch or we just happened to walk by and the guy started playing, called my son over and had him sit and plunk the bottom notes as he played a song. He would point to the note and he was, Alex was only, I don't know four or something and he would play and so he was playing along with him and he included him in that and it was just the neatest moment and how enthralled my son was to be uh doing that it was really cool Lisa, you have such an incredible Broadway resume. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. Who do you think would have more fun at Walt Disney World? Ronald Lisa Peretti, Jenny Steinberg, or Lieutenant Genevieve Marshall? 
Oh, I I think Rona Lisa Peretti would. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I really do. She is such a likable, fun character. I think she would enjoy helping the kids. She would just have a great time. Oh yeah, she would eat it up. <laughs> Jenny Jenny probably would, right? I think she so. Would have fun, but she might be. She might sit on the sideline and hold somebody's purse while they were on a ride. Sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she would be me when my friends went on Tower of Terror. Yeah. I'd be like right. You're good. I'm like, but of course, Lieutenant Genevieve Marshall from South Pacific, I'm not sure if this would be up her alley. I don't know. Maybe. 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 <laughs> she might enjoy Splash Mountain. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> you might enjoy Splash Mountain. That's right. Or maybe or like- the one making the itinerary and keeping everybody on schedule. Yes. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. I think all of our listeners right now are like, which one is Genevieve Marshall? <laughs> South Pacific head nurse. Thank you very much. Head nurse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, silly. We'll be right back. Oh, what's the big idea with these commercials? Oh, Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for Fast Pass Answers. <laughs> Lisa, it's time for Fast Pass Answers. I'm going to ask you some questions. I will have 30 seconds on the clock after I ask the first question. Are you ready? Okay, I guess. <laughs> Lisa, name any ride in Epcot. Um, Soren. Favorite Disney character. Mickey. Name any song from Les Mis. <laughs> on my own. Favorite snack in the parks? Um, Mickey ice cream ear bars. Favorite Disney princess? Belle. Name any character from Spelling Bee. Ronalisa Pretty. Name a song from Aladdin. Time. Oh! <laughs> that was, you got into the zone, Lisa. You were like in it. The way you said Belle. Lisa Pretty, you were just there. You were very impressive. I was concentrating very hard because of I course, know you did very well. You asked me what ride, and I was like, um, what are, what's a ride? I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love Belle. I yeah. would kill to hear you sing some of those songs. Oh, that would be nice. Would, yeah. That, that would be really nice. <laughs> so you you said Mickey Mouse ice cream. Do yeah, you like mean like the, the one on the stick? Yeah. Got it. An ice yep. cream sandwich. 
because I'm the I'm the Mickey Mouse ice cream sandwich. Yeah. But I support the one the the frozen on a stick. That one's yeah. also great. I mean, really, if it's shaped like a Mickey, I'll probably get it. <laughs> yeah, waffle, pretzel, ice cream. I'm there for it. Exactly. I wish there could be like Mickey shaped vegetables. I would eat so much better. Me too. I know, right? We should really start that. Disney, if you're listening, Mickey shaped zucchini. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they make those for kids. I'm sure. <laughs> I know what I'm going to shop for tonight. But they try. They try to have some healthy choices. It's good. They do. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and Soren, I love that ride. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think of the name of the ride for the fro- for Frozen, but I couldn't think of the name. And they're, they're going to be adding several more rides to Epcot. I saw, I mean, hopefully the Mary Poppins one, fingers Mary crossed, but Poppins, Ratatouille. Ratatouille, and then also um, a Guardians of the Galaxy. In California, Tower of Terror is now, you know, Mission Breakout, which is Guardians of the Galaxy, oh. the whole Avengers campus. But it, so in in Florida, it's coming to Epcot, yeah? I believe so. I mean, I am, yeah. you know, not an extra, but that's what I remember hearing. Got it. Yeah, I mean, like, it's always interesting when, you know, Disney purchases – you know, you know, different IPs, intellectual properties and, and bring them to the parks. And sometimes I'm open to it. Sometimes I'm not. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you feel about Galaxy's Edge? Are you cool with it? Oh, all the Star Wars stuff? Yeah. I yeah. loved it. We went it. and it was really cool. That's what I mean by one of those experiences where they really do it upright. You feel like you've gone into that world. For sure. For sure. Yeah, the atmosphere in Galaxy's Edge is incredible. Incredible, yeah. yeah. Have you and your family bought lightsabers there? We did not buy lightsabers, but my kids did buy those little handcuff things, you know, that the stormtroopers use on people. Why oh. they thought those were super cool, so they both have yeah. one of those. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. I'm yeah. sure they put it to good use. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and they kept harassing the soldiers because they, you know, the soldiers stop people in the street and say, Hey you. And they sound in the movie. Well, once they found out that they actually interacted with people, literally my kids were hounding them. They were probably like, back away, kid, back away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they kept hounding them. I was like, guys, okay, okay, come on. <laughs> like, like the kids have a turn, you know, harassing the yeah. <laughs> That's when we need Lieutenant Genevieve Marshall to come in and set things right. Basically. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> It's trivia time. Oh, boy. It is time for trivia, and this is based on Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World is about to celebrate its 50th anniversary in 2021 as it opened October 1st, 1971. Which of these attractions has been in operation since Magic Kingdom's first day? Space Mountain, It's a Small World, Big Thunder Mountain, or Pirates of the Caribbean? It's a small world. You are correct. It is. It's a small world. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. She's very smart. Yeah. So, um, Space Mountain didn't come out until 1975. Big Thunder in 1980, and Pirates 1973. Nice. But it's a small world from the beginning. All right. Next question. Are there more? Do we get more? No, that's it. That's oh, it. Dang. I was looking forward to some more trivia. <laughs> are you like a secret like? Disney parks, like genius? <laughs> no. I don't know. She might be. 
Lisa, you so magnificently led Broadway audiences through a spelling bee. So the time has come for you to enter the first annual Disneyland County Spelling Bee. I will give you a word and you can ask for a definition and then for me to use it in a sentence and then you will spell the word. Are you ready? Sure. So again, I'll give you, you know this way better than me. I'll give you the word. We're not going to ask for language of origin because they're all from the magical world of Disney. Okay. Uh, but but definitely uh, I can give you the definition and use it in the sentence. So your first word is churro. Churro. Can I have a definition, please? Churro, a fried pastry in the form of a long stick covered in sugar. Churro. Can you use that in a sentence, please? Yes. Is eating six churros before riding Space Mountain a good idea? I'm asking for a friend. (laughs) Churro. C-H-U-R-R-O. Churro. That is correct. (laughs) Well done. You are very good at the spelling bee. Thank you. I had practice. You did have practice. <laughs> Number two, mm-hmm. Autopia. Autopia. Can I have a definition, please? An original opening day attraction at Disneyland featuring the highways of tomorrow. Autopia. Can you use that in a sentence, please? Yes. When David worked on the Autopia at Disneyland, he couldn't stop rolling his eyes whenever a guest asked him if this was the Autotopia. Autopia. Capital A U T O P I A. Autopia. That is correct. You did so much better than all of those <laughs> guests that would come up. Is this the Autotopia? And you know, as a cast member, you have to say, yes, this is the Autopia. You're you're two for two, Lisa. You are killing this. Yes. And a bonus point for the capital A in Autopia. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Your third word is Caribbean. Caribbean. May I have a definition, please? Pirates of the Caribbean is a water-based dark ride featuring a lot of skeletons and misogynistic points of view. <laughs> is it pronounced Caribbean <laughs> or Caribbean? It depends on where you're from. (laughs) Okay. Can you please use Caribbean in a sentence? Yes. Do you smell that? It smells just like the water in Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) (laughs) Caribbean. Capital C. A. R. (laughs) Uh. I B E A N. That is incorrect. <laughs> I knew it was. So close. What? So close. C A R I B B E A N. Not two R's. I knew there was. I know. I know you really, you really did a great job though. <laughs> and the comfort counselor would come around and give you a Mickey Mouse shaped pretzel. Oh, <laughs> I think that's what you. Would... Yeah. yeah. That's okay. That one's tough. I know. I was like, I know I'm going to mess this up. I know. It's okay. Dang it. And I, you know, I went back and forth. Do you pronounce it Caribbean or Caribbean? I've said it both ways. Yeah. Well, I think I always say Caribbean. I think for you, I, for some reason said Caribbean, just to spice it up. Just to to spice things up. And that's okay. (laughs) Okay. Here's our next one. Your word is Mickey Mouse. 
Mickey Mouse. <laughs> a beloved rodent who wears human clothing and is the symbol of an empire. Can you use that in a sentence, please? Yes. There is literally a song about how to spell Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. <laughs> That's right. You just scored 100 points because you did it correctly and you sang it. Beautiful. I want that to be my ringtone, just Lisa Howard singing Mickey Mouse. It's really nice. Well done. Well done. Uh, Your next word is Dole Whip. Dole Whip. Can I have a definition, please? A pineapple flavored treat best enjoyed while listening to birds sing and flowers croon. (laughs) Can you use that in a sentence, please? Yes. Honey, that audio animatronic bird is eating your Dole Whip. (laughs) Dole Whip. First word, D-O-L-E. Second word, Whip. W-H-I-P. That's correct. Well done. Well done. Are you a fan of Dole Whips? I love them. Although I'm not a fan of the Tiki Room, though. Oh, hot take. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. I didn't go in the Tiki Room until I actually worked at Disney. So I went, you know, about 20 years without ever going on it. Uh It's it's charming, you know, but it's historical. It is. is. I mean, you have to at least do it once so you know what it is. But I'm one of those people who I like to get in all my rides. And so (laughs) I'm like, this feels like a waste of my time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to knock it. It's just not my No, no, no. That's the thing with the Disney parks. There's something for everyone and, you know, it's totally fine. I can go on that while you go on Tower of Terror. It's all going to be fine. Exactly. Here's your next word. Utilidor. Oh. Utilidor. Uh, Utilidor. Am I pronouncing that correctly? You are. Utilidor or Utilidor? Utilidor. Utilidor. May I have a definition, please? A series of underground tunnels that help Disney workers go from land to land without being seen. Utilador. Can you use that in a sentence, please? That cast member just disappeared. They must have sunk into the utilador. Utilador. U-T-I-L-A-D-O-O-R. Utilador. That is incorrect. It is U-T-I-L-I-D-O-R. Oh, dang it. <laughs> okay. It's okay. But yeah, it's in Disneyland, they have just a tiny, tiny version of that. But un, you know, in Walt Disney World, it's massive. I'm sure. It's like a whole city underground, isn't it, basically? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Wow. When we went, when I was nine, I wasn't old enough to do it. But my brothers were, and they got to do spend a day in like some kind of school where they got to go underground and be and see all the inner workings. And it was, they got to do, it was like a class that they got to go to and they got a tour down below. And I was so jealous that I I wasn't old enough to go because you had to be at least 10. Oh, I'm so sorry. But isn't that cool though? I don't know how to do that. Well, I want that for you now at this age, you can go and... (laughs) Take that class. Yeah, right. Okay, we've got a few more. 
but oh. you are doing wonderfully well on you know the first annual Disneyland County Spelling Bee. Mm-hmm. Your next word is phantasmic. Phantasmic. Can I have a definition, please? A nighttime spectacular featuring Mickey proving the incredible power of imagination and well-timed pyrotechnics. Can you use that in a sentence, please? The moment that Mickey pops up at the end of Phantasmic proves that good will always defeat evil. (laughs) Phantasmic. Capital F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C. Phantasmic. That is correct. Do you enjoy Phantasmic? I do. I do. Um, We didn't go the last time we were there. Um, But uh, a couple times before that, when my son was only two and just turned three, actually, while we were at the park, we went and it scared him so much. Like when, you know, that series when all the evil characters come out, he's crying and he buried himself into me. (laughs) He was petrified of it. So I was like, oh, buddy, I'm sorry. You know, and of course it's late by that time and he's exa- they're exhausted. And he was like, ah. The moment that Chernabog, that bat that does Night on Bald Mountain in Fantasia, that moment terrifies me at this age. It's it's scary. <laughs> yes. But I will tell you, you know, Fantasmic is such a great show. And, and, you know, the one at Disneyland is slightly different, but it's always just such a wonderful, those last five minutes are just magic. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Great. We've got three more, and these are going to be Disney characters. So your first one is Cinderella. Cinderella. May I have a definition, please? A Disney princess who wears blue and glass shoes and speaks to mice. Can you use that in a sentence, please? I wish Aurora got to wear the blue version of her dress in the parks, but unfortunately, Cinderella already called dibs on that color palette. (laughs) Cinderella. Capital C-I-N-D-E-R- E-L-L-A. That is correct. <laughs> I mean, in my family, Aurora in blue is the superior version mm. than Aurora in pink. But, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> we, understand, we understand the color palette I issue. I get it. I get it. Fine. It's fine. Your next word is Mufasa. Ooh, Mufasa. <laughs> Please. A very wise lion who was voiced by the incomparable James Earl Jones in The Lion King. May I have that used in a sentence, please? Of course. Poor Mufasa. His son Simba sings a big old production number musing about what he'll do when his father dies. (laughs) Mufasa. Capital M. U. F. A. S. A. That is correct. Now, I'm curious because this is a podcast and I can't see you. Are you using a magic foot? Are you writing on your arm? Because you're doing so well. Oh, thank you. No, I, I... I was going to try to write it like uh, with my finger on the desk. And I was like, no, 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 that, that makes me, I just do it in my head. Well, you're very good. <laughs> so here is your final oh. word. Okay. And this is a character. The character's name is Yensid. What? Y- Yensid? Am I pronouncing Yen- it correctly? Say that again? You are. Yensid. Yensid. Can I have a definition, please? The sorcerer to Mickey's apprentice in Fantasia. Oh. Um, can you use that in a sentence, please? Of course. Did you know that Yensid is just Disney spelled backwards with a space in the middle? Oh. Yensid. 
You know I'm writing this out now. I definitely heard the sound of paper. <laughs> Yensid. Capital Y E N S I D. Yensid. That is correct. There is a space in the middle, but I only recently learned there was a space in the middle. So it, it is correct. Yeah, it's that weird Disney trivia I love. <laughs> that was fun. Yay, you won, and you won a trip to Walt Disney World where you can eat everything Mickey shaped. Oh, that's the best. You have to pay for it, though. I'm so sorry. That's Mickey pancakes. <laughs> oh my gosh, Mickey Wallfalls. Great. Well, thank you, Lisa, for playing the first annual Disneyland County Spelling Bee. Thank you for your wonderful work. My pleasure. It's time for some tough choices. Let's play Tweedledee or Tweedledum. This is Tweedledee or Tweedledum. I'm going to give you two choices and let me know which one you prefer. So the first one, Tweedledee or Tweedledum, The Magic Kingdom or Hollywood Studios? Hmm. Magic Kingdom. Sure. Yeah. Classic. Classic. It's classic. <laughs> Do you prefer Animal Kingdom or Epcot over Magic Kingdom? No, when you think Disney for me, I think Magic Kingdom and then the others are great too. Do you know what I mean? But I to totally me, hear you. Magic yeah. Kingdom is Disney? Yes. And I always like yeah. If we have an extra day, you always, I, for me, I always go back to Magic Kingdom. If there's an extra day and you can do one day in each park, it, you know, like I'll do Magic Kingdom twice. I'm the same. Totally. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or Space Mountain? Mm, Space Mountain. Space Mountain is so good. But I do, you know, Dopey's my favorite, so I do love the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It's cute. It's cute. Yeah. Tweedledee or Tweedledum? A parade on Main Street or the fireworks? Fireworks. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's something magical about seeing the fireworks over at Disney Castle. It is. It's fun. It's fun. I mean, it's the parade too, but. Yeah. Yeah. And your final Tweedledee or Tweedledum, the I Love You song or the I Love You song? Because let's be honest, it's beautiful. <laughs> I can't choose for you. Mm, okay. The I Love You song. Lisa, that is one of my favorite show tunes. If I had the rights for it, I would play it right now. But I just wanted to thank you for sharing your vocals on that beautiful song. <laughs> thank you. No, it's one of my favorite songs, too. Lisa, what's the first thing you want to do the next time you go to Walt Disney World? Mm, the first thing. Oh, that's good. I haven't thought about it. Um, well, I definitely want to go on the newest Star Wars ride. Oh, sure. That Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. Because it was last time I was there, um, like they were setting up for it and it just, it was like opening like a month later. So. We haven't gotten to go there yet. Yeah. I'm the same. I haven't been on it and I cannot wait. When when I was a kid and I went that first time where we stayed, they, I don't think they exist anymore, but we stayed in the Treehouse Villas. 
Yes, like those campgrounds. Like it was the campground thing, right? Campgrounds, but it was different. And it were these treehouse villas and there were these round houses kind of on stilts. And we had our own golf cart and you would drive to the the bus stop or whatever. And it was so cool. Like inside they had like a spiral staircase and there was always peacocks out on our balcony, out on our like back deck. I mean, they were magical. They were really cool. It was like out in the woods. It's like you had your own little house. It was really neat. That's where we stayed. Um, and I didn't know if they actually existed anymore. I mean, think things are in that area, but I don't know if those actually are there still. But it was really cool. That is cool. Is there a favorite resort that you stay at now when you go? Um, actually, the last time we went, we um, stayed at a friend's house who lives in Orlando. So we didn't oh. even stay at a resort. <laughs> Um, I've never gotten to personally stay there, but um, I would, I've always wanted to stay at the boardwalk in. So maybe next time we go, I'll go there. I'll stay there. There's nothing wrong with staying with a friend. You get to save money and then use that to buy more merchandise and more (laughs) snacks. I highly support it. Totally. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining me in this episode, for sharing your love of all things Mickey-shaped and your love of Belle and Mickey Mouse and Tower of Terror. This has been so much fun. Thank you for joining. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, and we'll see you at the parks. All right. wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.